Oh, we worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we bless you. We thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that no matter how many different times and different dispensations have gone, we still approach you by faith. The God of faith, we worship you. Shambra Lama Kabradeshti. Hallelujah. Majara Makandara Makaryanda. We bless you. We thank you. We praise you. Hallelujah. With simple childlike faith, we come boldly to you. Manaske Pratele Bokusurukutaramaya. Before the throne of our Father. Metorobo Sindiri Bakataya. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Krebodo Kroposkere Barabakanda. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah, Lord. Who is like unto thee? Oh, Lord, who is like unto thee? Oh, Lord, among the gods, who is like thee? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises. Doing wonders, hallelujah. Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living Word, oh Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living Word, you're the blessed Redeemer. And the living word, Hamashiri Barabakal Baranderi Amazoro Kostoriande, Hamashabraban Balale Brosso Coronderi Abalara Casta, Ashtabrande Bredevil Coroco Siri Baracarabalmara, Locruzuru Bozimbre di Becerebo Somborocuta Mashabarabacariande, Amashtanda la brande le vreste rebo coro cusce che riente, 
Alma razendo rocura base kerima maracazarante, Fredi mejucurundoro barabal marayante, Alleluia, mashakazda. Antarami caranando, Rubusu cruz do vili brestele vidi rosto, Jabrama candari astarabala brasele indere curaba sabarabal maravrabala shendi, O matacarabasi carmana crasta palmetero sucruli balmero vindere boco shoromondo, Amakasha barakarbala crasala barmana frente. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Papraza branta braze mente rebo corobora bazi barakasa. Worship your holy name. Brashite ribala brasile boroko soroko tekele beribile gesti. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Mande lo so cote braschi prevedi bel melo sebreli bacarama shabarabacarianda. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Rapasi bremel belle feledic helmeto corobora basindi. Worship and adore you, rapajambra mishabal marahal matacarianda. We worship and adore you, Rapa Pras de Vrevelito, Crucible, Motora Pelmetruse, Rico Sombre, Likel Mele, Fresta, La Prapa, La Yanta, La Mahashiri, Ande. Glory, 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 hallelujah, Rabalma Rakazabra, Balmada Krabadasta. Glory, 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 La Presi Le Bronto, La Vrete Le Visto, Romosondo. Oh, you're faithful. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we trust you. We yield to you. We open our hearts to you, Lord. Thank you for bringing us thus far. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the integrity of your word. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for unveiling yourself to us. Hallelujah, Lord. Masha Prakala Brandaya. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We trust you. We yield to you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. We call every need met. Every yoke destroyed, every burden removed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We open our hearts to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Today we have um, with us... Sister Kripa, who will help us translate into Canada also. So let's just see what we can receive from his word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we open up our Bibles to the book of John, the second chapter? John chapter 2. And let's look there. The scene is of the wedding at Cana. And all of the circumstances around there, there was 
a definite need and it looked like an emergency. But we thank God that Jesus was there. And his mother, very familiar with him by this time, had certain things very clear about Jesus and how to cooperate. And the Bible goes on in verse 4, Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Verse 5, And his mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Hallelujah. Let's hear those two verses in Kannada also. Yesu Akege, Strie, Nana Godave Ninage Ake, Nana Galige, you Inu Bandilla and the No Athana Thai, you Seva Karige, Athanu Nimage, Enu Hirutano, Adanu Madiri and the Ru. Praise God. So notice here that the main theme that this mother of his that bore this boy and was there watching his life observing this very unique person grow up in her house. She learned one thing about him. Whatever he says to you, just do it. Hallelujah. And so today we need to just receive that and let it be a settled thing for us, whether it, in quote, makes sense to us uh, in the natural or not, as long as it's God's word, as long as it's Jesus speaking clearly without any a hazy, fuzzy edge to it. Let's just go completely with it. Amen. Whatever he says unto you, just do it. Hallelujah. So let's be open and yielded and obedient to what he has to say. And I'm sure we will see all that is required to make us triumphant and victorious in every situation will be unleashed will come to pass in our lives and we will have the testimony of it. Amen. Our business is to simply be yielded and open to whatever he says to do. And you and I can testify by now that he has been faithful. He has kept his part. He has done what he said so far. Hallelujah. So this is our theme and our plan to just be open to whatever he says to be yielded to him. Hallelujah. So in that line, if you notice, Jesus had certain ways of talking, and he said that he would like to say so many things, but you know, he waited for the hearers to be able to hear and bear what he had to say. So I believe that you know there's different levels of hearing ability out there, you know, and we have a certain way of listening, and Jesus knows what we can hear. And so, thank God, we are developing our hearing ability and we are being able to receive what he has for us in this day and hour. Praise God. He made a statement about the Pharisees and the lawyers back in Luke 11, which is an interesting verse if you look at it. And he used the word there. He said in Luke 11:52, he said, Woe unto you, lawyers! For you have taken away the key of knowledge, you entered not in yourselves, and them that were entering in, you hindered. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he said that there were some people who were able to take away the key of knowledge and not let anybody else enter in, and neither would they enter in. Praise God. 
And he said, woe unto such people. Let's hear that verse also in Kannada. Praise God. So these are all things that we will not be caught doing in Jesus' name. <laughs> we don't want to go through any woes, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus has a very plain way of talking and so we, we have to be on the right side of it. We're not going to hinder others. We're going to make sure others enter in as long as we have the key with us, the understanding with us, the revelation with us. We're going to let others come in and enjoy the benefits. So should we. Amen. We will not hinder anyone. Praise God. So notice there that this is how Jesus would talk very straight and he was facing them there and talking directly, you know, at their hearing and um, the Bible continues to say that that's when they were looking for ways to provoke him so that he would say something and they would catch him but of course thank God he had wisdom from heaven and he used his words correctly and the Bible says no one spoke like this man you know so here we are today representing him we are his body on the earth we are his people called by his name and it's our turn to handle knowledge aright, handle the scriptures and help others to come in and benefit from what Jesus has already paid for, even in this time, in this age. Hallelujah. So there's a great responsibility upon us there. And um, hallelujah, we're not going to hold back. You notice a similar verse of scripture also in Acts, in the 20th chapter. And if you notice there, Paul had called the elders of the church over at Ephesus and um, he decided to have a meeting with them, sort of a farewell meeting and gave them last instructions and there he said some things. In verse 26 he said, Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. Notice that kind of language. And then he continues, For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Hallelujah. So there's a guilt associated with not saying things that are clear from the knowledge of God's word, the counsel of his will. And therefore those who are aware of these things have a responsibility to share that and open it up for them that are out there to hear and grow. God loves his people and God feeds his people and God strengthens his people and takes care of his people by the knowledge and the understanding, the revelation and the wisdom of his word. Hallelujah. And his spirit is unveiling these things to us. Amen. So we have to make sure that we keep this knowledge available and we must be able to feed the flock and be able to uh, commit these things to people that they will become faithful also and teach others. Hallelujah. So, otherwise there is a guilt associated with it. You see? There's a woe associated with it. Jesus talks about these things. Praise God. And then the Spirit of God is saying the same kind of thing through Apostle Paul. And so today, let's just accept that the knowledge of his word, the knowledge of his will, the counsel of God 
coming from the pulpit, coming from uh, his office gifts is vital. And God sees it as equivalent to life, blood uh, of people. Praise God. And so our responsibility uh, is there very heavily. And so we want to do these things right. Amen. So don't be um, shunning these times. Open up your heart to receive the instruction and the counsel of God. And look at it as God giving you answers and solutions in this day and hour. Let's hear verse 26 and 27 also in Kannada. Hallelujah. So, these things are pretty clearly written out there. And um, if you pick up that kind of thinking and that thread... You notice Jesus talking in Mark 4, he said in verse 33, With many such parables spake he the word unto them, as they were able to hear it. So Jesus always tried to make sure he was communicating, but he could only say as much as they were able to bear or receive, you know, and carry. So, again, you know, um, we are the ones limiting the flow of God and His revelation, His wisdom and counsel. So, let's constantly be prayerful about making room in our lives, making room in our hearts for His counsel, for His word, for His will. Amen? That we can bear these things so that He can say whatever He wants to say to us. Amen. So, um, interesting thought there. Praise God. And let's jump along to another verse like that in the New Testament. Uh, I mean, still with Jesus in John 16. Another verse there. Praise God. In verse 12, he says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Notice that. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. So he had the same challenge again. I have many things to say unto you. Imagine if Jesus were living next door to you, I mean, or let's say in the next room, and you saw him every day, and he wanted to talk to you, and he would come up to you, and he would open his mouth and want to say something, and then he'd stop, and then he'd go back into his room. What do you think would happen if this happened every day? At some point, you'd say, Lord, what is going on? How come you come to me and you look like you want to say something, but then you clam up and then you just go away? What is this? Hallelujah. And he says, I really have so many things to say unto you, but can you bear them? You know, that would be quite a situation. Hallelujah. So here we are, Jesus. In him we live and move and have our being. He's our dwelling place. He's our address. He is closer to us than our own breath. Hallelujah. So close, it's hard for the senses to imagine. But there he is, the creator of the ends of the earth. And he would like to talk to us. And he's saying, are you able to bear it? Can you bear what I have to say? Amen. Notice this was his predicament in the 12th verse. Let's hear that in Canada. John 16, 12. <clears throat> 
ನಾನು ನಿಮಗೆ ಹೇಳಬೇಕಾದ ವಿಷಯಗಳು ಇನ್ನೂ ಬಹಳ ಇವೆ ಆದರೆ ನೀವು ಈಗ ಅವುಗಳನ್ನು ಹೊರಲಾರಿರಿ then he goes on it's still continuing in 13 it says how be it when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come praise god i can see a, a note of relief in his voice he's saying ah there's so many things i want to tell you but i cannot tell you now anyhow when the spirit of truth comes ah oh, great he's going to show you things you know so he's talking about a dispensation where people would be born again where the spirit of god would live in there and take jesus own place in our lives and be able to tell us so much more hallelujah <laughs> glory to god and here we are today born again 2021 people and definitely the spirit of god the greater one lives in us the revealer the teacher is on the inside of us hallelujah and so we should be able to say i can hear now i can receive now i'm able to bear these things amen and what a place to be uh on the planet right now you know with all of these things going on we can say we're hearing god we are listening to his counsel hallelujah amen so uh keep those thoughts in mind can we hear verse 13 also in kannada please adare aatanu andare satyada aatmanu bandaga aatanu nimmannu ella satyakke nadisuvanu aatanu tannashtakke taane maatanaadade taanu kelidavugalanne maatanaaduttane munde baruvadakkiruva vishayagalannu aatanu nimage thorisuvanu hallelujah wonderful you know last week we had a thought where he was saying uh you are not straightened because of me or you are not hindered because of me paul speaking he said to the corinthian church you are hindered by your own emotions you are hindered by you know your own thoughts and uh, emotions praise god and therefore he said his heart and his mouth was open and enlarged and he wanted to commit things to them but they were not able to received those things because they were hindered by their own emotions by their own uh, thought patterns and so on and so forth hallelujah emotions are very very powerful emotions are let's call it the spice of life however we should not uh, just be living on spice how many of you know that amen you've heard of the spice jet spices and spice of life and india is a very spicy country hallelujah but um you know spices are not supposed to be the main meal you don't just start eating spices alone and leave the other things out hallelujah <laughs> so they're supposed to add uh, the necessary color and uh, taste and emotion to the right kind of food groups and so on and uh, so it's not bland and tasteless hallelujah so um it should just come in and enhance the quality of that meal you know and not be what we specialize in sometimes there are people who uh eat indian food and they say hmm this i cannot really taste what that material was i could not taste the rice i could not taste the meat i could not taste that uh, because of the spices that were covering everything up hallelujah 
So there shouldn't be that kind of thing where you can't even taste what's really the meal. Hallelujah. Amen. In other words, the spices are not supposed to be the main theme of the whole thing. Glory to God. So, hallelujah. Keep those kind of thoughts and observe here, speaking to the Corinthians who are believers, who are the church in the new covenant, a church that very likely Paul himself labored to raise up. And there he says in verse 1 of chapter 3, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk, not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. So this is a Holy Spirit church. People already have the born-again experience, the Spirit of God is living in them. It's a new covenant church. Yet, he cannot tell them things, he said. See, so one, one factor remains the same, the emotions. You know, the whole matter of the personal thoughts that are in there, the spices that are there. Hallelujah. He says you cannot bear it. Then he continues, verse 3, For you are yet carnal, Whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men, King James says. Walk as mere men is what the Amplified says, which is actually more clear to understand. In other words, when we act like everybody else out there, we are not able to receive what God has for us, our food, our strength, our counsel from heaven, instructions from the throne, etc. All of those things that are supposed to help us be victorious and live strong and overcome and overwhelm anything out there can be hindered because God would like to talk, but our, our emotional response uh, has become a hindrance and a barrier to these things. Hallelujah. So there is... Amazing power given to us as believers. We are sons of God. We are just as he is. And we are actually housing the creator himself. Praise God. Imagine this is the address of God is you, believer. And God lives on the inside of you. I mean, praise God. What a thought. Hallelujah. And he's speaking and he continues to want to speak even more. And he's on the inside of us. And there we are with the life of God, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, on the inside of every single one of us, even the weakest looking one. Hallelujah. But then, because of the emotional flavors and all of the challenges in the emotional realm, we are not able to receive. How about that? How powerful are these things? That they stifle and suffocate and alienate us from the power slash life of God. And the ability to hear from heaven is actually choked up by these emotions. Praise God. And um, the emotions are basically thought patterns that have arisen from uh, pain and pleasure and things like that over years of training as we grew up. They're basically controlled by... Uh, our flesh, which happens to be 
cursed according to the word of God. Not so much good news in the flesh. In fact, Paul said there was nothing good in the flesh. <laughs> oh man, when you read these things, you know, I'm convinced that the flesh is, is like the twin brother of the devil. He lives there in the same house and he's in the walls, he's in the air conditioning, he's in the electricals, he's in everything in that house. And then you are living in that house, the spirit man, and the flesh is just everywhere, all around, and he's sending out all these impulses and signals from everything, you know, the walls are talking to you, everything is crying out for attention, and there you are trying to hear what God has to say and listening to the Spirit of God who is also living with you in the same house and in you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So it's time to say, I'm not listening to the house. I'm not listening to the walls of the house and to the furniture in this house. I'm listening to God who put me in this house and who lives inside me. I rule, not the house rules. Amen? You know, there's something called house rules and how the house rules. <laughs> but we are not going to let the house rule. We are going to rule. Amen? <laughs> Very interesting thoughts there. As you keep thinking about it, you know, um, it becomes kind of interesting and practical at the same time. The house is there trying to tell you How's, how's the temperature and uh, how, how do you feel in your throat today? You know, the throat department of the house. And, you know, various parts are calling for your attention and, and uh, they're waiting for your response. And all of that is coming at you. And, and here you are having to choose who you're going to listen to and uh, what's going to be more important to you. Amen. So you need uh, a lot of help depending on how much noise is coming out of the house, how much noise is coming out of the varieties of the aspects of the flesh. Praise God. And uh, God is doing his best, in quote, to reach us, and he has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so let him be God. And whatever he says, when we do it, we're going to see the results. Hallelujah. We're going to see victory. We're going to see triumph in every situation, always, again, and again. Just like the song said. Hallelujah. Just like the Word of God said. Hallelujah. That's what we were created for. That's what Jesus paid for. And we just need to be able to hear that and act on it. Whatever He says in the midst of all that is what we need to listen for and then act on that. And then we will see that circumstance, that crisis, that situation turning around for a testimony. Hallelujah. Praise God. So our times of study and time spent in the Word has to be guarded to such a place where it overrides all the other information that is coming out uh, of the world system, out of the fallen nature, out of the flesh, etc., Amen? So we have our work pretty much cut out for us. We have a lot of work to do. Praise God. And uh, let's not be ignorant about these things. God is faithful. God is still God. And He's on the throne. And He's alive. And He lives in us. Praise God. Let's work with Him and see some real results. Praise God. So, notice there, maybe we can hear verse 2 and 3. 
in Kannada also from 1 Corinthians 3. Nimage halu kudisideno, anna kodalilla, anna tinu navadake nimage shakti iralilla, illave eagle adaru shakti illa. Nivu inu prapanchikaragi diri, nimmadage hotte kichu, jagada, vedagadu iruvali nivu prapanchikaragi du manusharante nadeyuti ralave. Praise the Lord. Isn't that interesting? He actu- she actually said jagada, you know, and um, some of you are familiar with that word already, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's available. Amen. So imagine a church and people who have the Holy Spirit that Jesus was so relieved about that, ah, I'm going back home, the Holy Spirit is going to come into you, and then ah, I can really talk to you. He will unveil things to you. He will bring to your remembrance. He will give you counsel from my throne, etc. Imagine and here they are, actually now, in the church. They are the body of Christ, and they are still not able to bear things that he wants to say. And so he cannot speak to them as he would have liked to speak, you see? Because there was envy, strife, and division. Notice that envy is dealing with the thoughts. It's in the area of the thought realms, first of all. And then strife comes out as words, and then eventually... Division is the physical separation. Praise God. So it's nice to uh, deal with it, first of all, in the thought realm. The, the 66th Psalm and verse 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. Or our prayers are going to suffer. Praise God. So it's nice to know that thoughts come to all of us. Thoughts... Uh, Try to remain, but we have to say no to those thoughts. Eventually, we have to dominate those thoughts if they do not line up with God's word. Amen? The fact that you had a thought does not mean that you have already sinned. But if you dwell on that thought and it begins to influence you, then you know iniquity is beginning to work there and you can be hindering yourself from receiving the benefits of our precious Father's throne. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's nice to deal with this thing in the very thought realm, first of all. And sometimes, if you have not been handling it so well, uh, you will notice that it's so easy. Those thoughts will just plant themselves there and really build around there. Hallelujah. Mm, And then it becomes like an obsession And you cannot seem to shake your head from it. Amen? So, um, the Word of God, thank God, is a sharp, double-edged sword that can divide between thoughts and intents of the heart. And it can lay bare the very thoughts and intents to know which one is from God, which one is from the Spirit, which one is from the flesh, which one is from where. It's exactly. Amen? So, there is... This wonderful weapon that we have. And therefore, as we study and handle that word properly and yield ourselves to it, we're able to separate among all of these thoughts and choose the counsel of God, which produces the victory and the testimony. Amen? So we have enough work to do. It is therefore safe to forget about yesterday and not be worried about tomorrow, but rather focus on God right now, this moment, this instant, 
uh, and check what's going on in your thoughts. Hallelujah. Nothing new, as you can see, because the Bible doesn't have different uh, volumes. It's just the same Bible. God's Word is that. And we are going to be reminded of that. Don't be uh, in a place where you do not receive repeated instructions. You know, hearing and hearing and hearing must not become boring, but it must make you more and more excited. If you are truly listening to God's word, and if you have accepted the fact that it's God's word, then the more you hear it, the more excited you become, because God is still talking to you. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what you will find out. As you open up your heart even more, and yield yourself to hearing the word again and again, it becomes more delicious, more delightful, and it rises up above everything else in your life. Hallelujah. Hmm. Maybe we can hear Psalm 66 and verse 18 also in Kannada. Hmm. Interesting. Praise God. Let's go down also to the book of Hebrews and notice there the fifth chapter. And um, as you zero in there, verse 11, talking to another church, or let's just say, Hebrew believers, verse 11, it says, Of whom we have many things to say, hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. So here he says these Hebrew Christians, Hebrew believers, it's not easy for a Hebrew person to become a believer, but thank God they were the believers that he was dealing with here, the Apostle Paul, I believe. He said they were dull of hearing, and so... Many things that he would have liked to explain here about this revelation, he could not say. Praise God. For when for the time, he continues, you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. Nothing wrong with repetition, of course. He's not saying that hearing things again is wrong. He's saying that at some point, we have to become faithful and then teach others also. Praise God. Aha, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, the ability to hear God. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. And are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So they had stayed in an infant kind of mode and they did not want to develop beyond that because... They were not now acting on the word of God which they heard. They were not looking at how can I be part of the answer? How can I be part of the solution? But were becoming more centered on themselves. Self-centered. Hallelujah. See that? So we have to be careful. There is a person called the self. You know, and it's not necessarily a godly person. In fact, that's where the word selfish comes from. You know, it doesn't mean go selfish, but, you know, it just means that you're too bothered about yourself. And so you can become dull and drab and hard of hearing. Hallelujah. Notice those kind of words, dull, (laughs) hardened, you know, not able to bear. Those kind of words go there and, you know, they're not fun. Hallelujah saying that they cannot have strong meat. In other words, 
There's a diet meant for all of us where we must progress as time goes in the Word of God if we are re- receiving the truth actually given to God, us from God through the ministry, we should be developing and growing. Amen? There's a general curse, cur- curve of growth that should actually take place. We should be getting stronger and being able to hear stronger things and being able to be more and more evidently a blessing to others. Hallelujah. Praise God. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, he says, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So he's saying here that at a certain time, because of the way uh, the diet of the word has been accepted, it now begins to affect one's physical senses so that you can get to a place where physically even almost nothing escapes your notice. You can notice things way before they happen. You can tell something is afoot. Hallelujah. It makes you more uh, precise, more accurate. And uh, isn't that interesting? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's look at one more verse and then we will hear some of this in Canada. Uh, Hebrews the fourth and we looked, we spoke about the 12th verse but now let's notice the 13th verse, I mean the 14th verse, uh, sorry 13th. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Amen. See, the person we're dealing with has such eyes that he misses nothing. He sees everything. Everything is open towards him. Everything is right there in front of his view. And so the more you become like him, the more you are able to pick up the details. You know, not necessarily being snoopy about other people's lives, but about your own life. Hallelujah. And if God wants to tell you about somebody else, He has to trust you, praise God. That's a very different department. But notice that you are now becoming so uh, tuned in that you can see things before, you know, they manifest like that. You're becoming more sensitive about things just like God. Amen? So you can tell when things are changing in your life and, you know, how your thoughts are going now and what is having more importance All of those things, praise God, all in a bid to be like your father. Amen? So that you can speak and live accurately because the days are evil. Amen? We are living in days that are evil, that are fierce, that are wicked, where self is on the throne so much. Hallelujah. Maybe we should hear uh, in Canada again, um, Hebrews uh, 5th chapter and maybe from the 11th. And then this last verse of Hebrews 4.13. Atana Vishayadalli Navu Helabekada Matugalu Bahala Untu Nimma Kivigalu Mandavada Darinda Adanu Vivarisuvadu Kashtavagide. 
ನೀವು ಇಷ್ಟರೊಳಗೆ ಬೋಧಕರಾಗಿರಬೇಕಾಗಿದ್ದರೂ ಒಬ್ಬನು ನಿಮಗೆ ದೈವೋಕ್ತಿಗಳ ಮೂಲ ಪಾಠಗಳನ್ನು ತಿರುಗಿ ಕಲಿಸಿಕೊಡಬೇಕಾಗಿದೆ ನೀವು ಹಾಲು ಕುಡಿಯತಕ್ಕವರೇ ಹೊರತು ಗಟ್ಟಿಯಾದ ಆಹಾರವನ್ನು ತಿನ್ನತಕ್ಕವರಲ್ಲ ಹಾಲು ಕುಡಿಯುವವನು ಕೂಸಿನಂತಿದ್ದು ನೀತಿವಾಕ್ಯದಲ್ಲಿ ಅನುಭವವಿಲ್ಲದವನಾಗಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಆದರೆ ಗಟ್ಟಿಯಾದ ಆಹಾರವು ಪ್ರಾಯಸ್ಥರಿಗೋಸ್ಕರ ಅಂದರೆ ತಮ್ಮ ಜ್ಞಾನೇಂದ್ರಿಯಗಳನ್ನು ಸಾಧನೆಯಿಂದ ಶಿಕ್ಷಿಸಿಕೊಂಡು ಒಳ್ಳೆಯದನ್ನೂ ಕೆಟ್ಟದ್ದನ್ನೂ ತಿಳಿದವರಿಗೋಸ್ಕರವಾಗಿದೆ ನಾವು ಯಾವಾತನಿಗೆ ಲೆಕ್ಕ ಒಪ್ಪಿಸಬೇಕಾಗಿದೆಯೋ ಆತನ ದೃಷ್ಟಿಗೆ ಸಮಸ್ತವೂ ಮುಚ್ಚುಮರೆಯಿಲ್ಲ ಅದ್ದಾಗಿಯೂ ಬಯಲಾದದ್ದಾಗಿಯೂ ಆದರೆ ಆತನ ಸನ್ನಿಧಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಅಗೋಚರವಾಗಿರುವ ಸೃಷ್ಟಿಯೂ ಒಂದೂ ಇಲ್ಲ Hallelujah. So no matter what is out there or even lodged in the flesh of man, uh, we should not be so totally surprised. We'll be able to gauge how things are in our personal life and we can tell who is weighing and who is influencing us more. Is it the thoughts in the flesh and in the world or is it God's word and God's thoughts? so we we should be beyond a certain place of being cheated we are accurate and we are living on purpose you know and trusting god to work in us to do what he wants to rather than what we are seeing from the sense realm and what our impulses are telling us wow that's plenty god help us <laughs> that's why every now and then you would see in the new covenant there's a big prayer you know imagine if you're praying oh god may you increase and may i decrease may you increase may i decrease do you think god would answer that prayer absolutely you know and if he then tells you something that you know you begin to perceive something like it's that's going to make you look minuscule and insignificant and then you say what this is not what i was talking about <laughs> but you prayed <laughs> that you must decrease and i must increase that means i must be magnified not you hallelujah see so uh, these kind of things will happen and and we must not be surprised we must know that there's somebody called self that is very bothered about himself and he lives right there with us and uh, you know unfortunately or even fortunately we are living in the time where um the self would like to really feature these are called the last days amen and so into that last days culture and way of thinking and stuff that's out there we are being introduced amen and thank god we're not alone the greater one is with us hallelujah oh praise god so let's take a quick look at second timothy we have a lot to see today second timothy the third and the first verse he says this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truce breakers false accusers incontinent fierce despisers of those that are good traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god having a form of godliness denying the power thereof from such turn away wow what a list so suppose 
you face a situation where you know there are unthankful people, should you go like huff, huh, what's this? They are not even thankful. No, you should just say, hey, that's normal. This is the last days. Praise God. And so I'm not waiting for their thanks. I bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Their, their, their thanks is not going to gratify me or change my position. Glory to God. Amen. Notice that. Oh, they're so unholy. What? How can they be so, un, so unholy? Well, these are the last days. Praise God. I'm not going to be bothered about that. That's not going to change the way I live. That's not going to change the way I think. So everybody out there is generally like this. That does not have to affect me. It should not change my standards. I'm still thankful. Are you seeing that? So that should be our position. Oh, they broke their agreement. They canceled their agreement. Oh, what a time. That should not bother you. God will never leave me. He will never forsake me. What he promised is yes and amen. Are you seeing that? Hallelujah. They're fierce. They despise those that are good. What a time. Oh, no. You see, so one has to turn away from this and say, I'm not shocked. Don't go into a slumber of depression. Of course, we were talking about looking at the walls of Jericho again, you know, purposefully examine everything properly. Nothing is missing your sight. You know, you're seeing it all. You know what it is like. And then there's God. Hallelujah. There's God, his life, his power, his promises, which have never changed. Thank God. And he lives in us. Praise God. And we are going to hear constantly exactly what he's saying so that we can maneuver through the minefield of the self out there. Hallelujah. Praise God. They are high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. God, denying all the godly and the power of God, denying that life, denying that power. Everything out there is going to ridicule these things. But that should not change us. That never changes God. God sees everything open. God understands those thoughts from afar off. And we are becoming more and more like him. Hallelujah. So we are getting strengthened to deal with these things on a daily basis. All right, hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe we can hear um, verse 1 in Canada and verse 2 also. Praise God. Glory to God. Now I'll jump along and come to a familiar verse of scripture in James chapter 2. It says there in verse 21, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Then he goes on, Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Amen. Notice the, 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 the line of scriptures. It starts in 21 there, and he says, Abraham was justified by works, and that faith and the works 
went together and completed the arrangement of faith. Verse 22, and then the scripture now became fulfilled where he is called a friend of God. Amen. In other words, maybe, very possibly, he would not have been called the friend of God if he had not gone through that process. Hallelujah. To have obtained this place of friend of God, it was because of certain faith-based actions. Hallelujah. Where he had to now lay his son on the altar. Hallelujah. And then he became the friend of God. You see, so there is a certain process by which this happened in his life. This is not us we're talking about. We're talking about Abraham. This year, I believe there's going to be, you know, thoughts on Abraham more than usual. Amen? Going into more clear uh, thinking about this man who is uh, our father in the faith. Amen? So, if you can go down with me to Genesis 22. Maybe we'll hear this in Canada. Um, James 2 and 23, and then we'll move on. Hige, Abraham and Udeva and no Nambidano, Anambikeo, Avana Lekake Niti and do Yenisal Patitu, Emba Barahavu, Hiluante Neraveritu, Avanu Devaras Nehitan and do Kareel Patano. Hallelujah. And so we can jump off to Genesis 22 now and pick up the thread, and let's see if we can just read some verses very calmly and see how this man was. Genesis 22 verse 1. Notice 22 is after 15 and 17 and 18 and all that. Verse 1 says, It came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. In other words, I guess one has to say, I'm listening. Praise God. So sometimes you may wonder, what are you hearing? And then you have to say, hmm, sounds like it's God. I'm here. Verse 2, and he said, take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering. Hmm. That's not mincing words. Straight up, he says, burnt offering. Upon one of the mountains which I tell thee of. Wow. And Abraham rose up five days later. <laughs> this is amazing. Abraham rose up early in the morning. Wow. Someone has just told you you're going to have to offer your son as a burnt offering and then you wake up early in the morning to obey that. That's interesting. Hallelujah. You are not sloughing about it and lazy about it. And Wow. Early in the morning you are up, ready to obey this. That's interesting. Saddled his ass, took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. This man is an interesting man. This is the, the thing that alarms me about him. He's called the friend of God. This is how... This thing worked, you see. Took his uh, young man with him, Isaac his son, clave the wood for the burnt offering, rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. 
Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. This is a long journey. And he's going. And he's got it all ready and there are people with him. And his son is there with him. And uh, I don't think that any other conversation has transpired about it so far. You'll be tempted to say all kinds of things like, you know what, son? Um, Something's going to happen and uh, I don't know how to tell you. No, nothing like that has happened so far, according to these scriptures. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide you here with the ass. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. We'll just go worship and come again to you. Me and this boy. So early morning... He has already figured out all these things, exactly what he's going to say, exactly what he's going to do, and he got into the mode and just said it like that. I'm going with my son up there to worship, and I and the lad will be back. Meanwhile, you heard instructions saying that you should offer your son as a burnt offering on that mountain, in that location. And you have already declared with your mouth, after all these years of walking with God Almighty, who happens to be our Father, by the way, hallelujah, and uh, you have this response right there that, listen, I'm going out there to worship, and me and this boy are coming back. In other words, even if there is anything that's going to happen out there, the boy is coming back with me. Wow, that's something right there. This is after years and years and years of walking with God. In 15, he has given another heavy amount and parted with it and called upon the Lord and tithed and then taken communion and uh, seen God prosper him and, you know, amazing things. Years have passed. All the fears in his heart have been dealt with. God told him, fear not. I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. I am your salary that will continue to increase. I will defend you. All of those things, years and years of walking in this reality. And here he has learned this. If God said to me, put this boy, burn him up, ha, 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 it just means that at the end of it all, the boy is going to be back with me because God promised that this boy is going to be a blessing, right? Something like that. Praise God. Some thoughts. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible declares in Genesis 18 and 19, another verse of scripture. I think we should just jump there and look at it. He, said, he says there, I know Abraham. <laughs> Praise God. I know Abraham. It's nice to know that God knows us. Amen. God knows each one of us. He says, For I know him, that he will command, this is um, Genesis eighteen nineteen. he will command his children and his household after him. They shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, and the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Glory to God. This is the God of Abraham talking about Abraham. He said, I know this man. 
He's going to command his family. He's going to bring up this family, the children, and etc., in such a way that they are going to be in a place to be blessed. Whatever he says to you, do it, right? That's what he's been teaching his family according to God. He says, I know. I know this man. He's going to be, everything is open to God. Notice that. He says, I know this man. This is what he's going to teach his family. To put God first. To obey God. To yield to God. Hallelujah. And so I can bless him like I said. Amen. So this boy that's with him has been taught properly, brought up in this manner. And uh, you know, ha ha ha. It's time to look at the boy. And the boy is going up the mount with his father, the Bible says. And uh, let's go on. Back in Genesis 22. And Abraham said, my son. All right, let's pick up at verse 7. Isaac spake unto Abraham his father. Notice that. After telling the the people, verse 6, let's go back to 6. We have time to read. Don't ever shirk time to read. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering. So he said, I and the lad are coming back. And then he takes the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went, both of them, together. So he puts the, <laughs> the wood on his son and he has the fire and a knife. Okay. All this time, it doesn't say anything about anything that Isaac said. He, he knows when to talk and when not to talk. He's been trained up in some things. Then verse 7, Isaac spake unto Abraham. So now the boy is saying, my father. And he said, here am I. <laughs> I'm here, son. Yes, I'm right here. And he said, behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? At this question, I think most of us would just go, what am I going to say now? (laughs) Man, (laughs) when that cute little fellow who's probably around 15 or 17 or something like that, that you've watched him grow, you believed God and he came, all of that, and here he's asking you this very interesting question. I, I see the fire, I see the wood, I see everything else. I see the, the knife, but where is the lamb? Hallelujah. So, you know, your head is probably spinning with options, you know. All the furniture in the house is talking to you now. What are you going to say? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to say about that? Now what are you going to do? Hallelujah. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. Wow. That's interesting. God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Hallelujah. See how he has separated things so plainly. He has divided everything neatly. And he said, by the look of all that I have learned and studied from this Holy One, who I have worshipped and offered my life to, in spite of my imperfections, he has blessed me, lifted me up again and again. This is what I can say. Whatever it is, God will have to provide for himself a lamb because this boy and I are coming back together. 
Wow, praise God. You know, Jesus was very excited in John 8, and he made a statement there. He said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it. Hallelujah. I believe that there are things that we are praying for in Ephesians chapter 1 that we will see, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, that we will know and see and understand certain things. Praise God. And that Abraham saw some things, that he understood some things. Praise God, that he accounted certain things to God. He said, God is like this, God is like this, God is like this. Amen? So there's a, there's a place where we, we figure some things out about God in a kind of calculative faith way that God is like this. So if this happens, this must be the answer. And if that happens, this must be the word that I have. Hallelujah? Amen. And God himself will provide a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. I'll ask you a question. Does this man have some flesh? Yes. Does he have challenges to deal with? Yes. Is this like about the hardest thing that anybody could ever have to face? Yes. Praise God. But guess what? At the end of this, he's called the friend of God. Wow. That's an impressive title, if this is how you get it. Hallelujah. Very, very interesting. Amen. So here he is reaching out into God's character from the years of experience with his word, how he has dealt with him, and he reaches out there and he says, no matter what God himself will provide, I have believed what he said me and this boy are coming back. Hallelujah. Hmm. And notice, that was the end. The boy doesn't say anything again. So this boy has been grown up like that. That once your dad says like this, that's it. Hmm. We're learning. Praise God. So they went, both of them, together. After that, they just go on. He's like, all right, let's just go. And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. So you put all the stones, altar. He knows how to build altars. According to the word, he used to just build altars and there call upon the name of the Lord. So he has these specific places that he has gone and just done worship to God. Hallelujah. So he knows how to build an altar and Altars and places of worship involve sacrifice. Hallelujah. There's always some sacrifice there. Amen. And so he builds that altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar. Wow. So you put the stones and then he has laid the sticks also all neatly And then he calls his son and ties his son up right there. And the boy doesn't say anything. And puts him on the bushes and brambles and the wood out there. (laughs) Verse 10. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. That's the last part. All right. Let's get the knife. He's ready to slay his son. Praise God. And he's not joking. He's ready. 
to slay his son. That's what the word of God said. And the angel of the Lord called out unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. Hallelujah. Now I know, praise God, you did not withhold your son, your only son from me, And Abraham lifted up his eyes, verse 13 says, and looked, behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Oh, hallelujah. So you can see the instead, the stead of Christ. Instead of us, there was Christ. Hallelujah. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah or Jehovah Yireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. And remember, every time you see angel of the Lord, it's actually supposed to be uh, apparitions of Jesus in the Old Testament. He said, by myself have I sworn, said the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thee, or thy seed, as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies." And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Hallelujah. Notice how the 18th verse ends, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So this whole thing here that has happened is about Can you obey my voice? And you have to obey it the way that I am. He's the God of the faith, of the faith of Father Abraham. Hallelujah. (laughs) So he had to obey it in faith. Amen? Notice that every obedience is going to involve uh, a reaching forth and picking something that is a sacrifice where your senses are screaming, your emotions are screaming, but you are believing that whatever God said to do is going to multiply and increase and break forth and be enduring even into eternity. Hallelujah. Take, for instance, the gospel. One day you got saved, and somewhere along the line you have been able to share it with somebody. And that person shares it with somebody, and another, and another, and another. And it just keeps going. It just keeps increasing till we get into eternity. Hallelujah. 
Amen. To open up your mouth and to tell somebody about this Jesus is painful. It costs. You have to break through your emotional uh, baggage and insecurities and fear of rejection and all of that, and then go into somebody else's space and actually tell them about somebody that they may not be interested in at all, living in a strange time as this. They may ridicule you, they may say things, they may cut you off, they may persecute you, etc., etc. But, glory to God, imagine that person now receiving Jesus. Hallelujah, you have made a friend that's going to endure forever. And they're going to make some friends. Their life is going to minister to somebody else. Hallelujah. And as you step out there in these simple, sacrificial, but obedient responses to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You will be decorated by him. Hallelujah. Notice, we are just looking at the life of a person who is called the friend of God. Amen. If he had not done these things, spoken these ways, acted these ways, obeyed the way he did, he would definitely, I believe, not be called a friend of God. Suppose he said, well, you know what, (laughs) after all this time, no. In fact, I'm not even going near that mountain. I'm going the opposite direction. And... My son, sorry, he's in Harvard. There's nothing you can do about that. You finished my life now. You want to have my son too? Forget that. Nah, I can't do that. Not at this age. Do you think he would have ended up being called a friend of God? (laughs) I, I think not. I think not. I sincerely doubt that he would be called a friend of God. Hallelujah. To say the least, and not to be too weird about it, I don't think he would be known as the friend of God. Amen? So there are certain things that we are learning which have eternal value, which come from the very heart of God, and they are written down, and we are able to bear them in spite of all the stuff that the emotions And all of that, the world and everything out there is trying to say, we are tuning in to hear God and his counsel. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Uh, We've read a bit in English. Let's see if we can read some in Canada. Maybe from verse 1 to um, maybe verse 12. Ivugalada Mele Devaru Abrahamanu Shodisuvadakagi Atanu Avanige Abrahamane Andanu Adakavanu Igo Illidene Andanu Aga Atanu Ninu Priti Maduva Nina Obane Maganada Isakananu Iga Tegedukundu Moriya Deshake Hogi Ali Nanu Ninage Heduva Undu Betada Mele Avananu Dahanabali Agi Arpisu Andanu Abrahamanu Beligge Iddu Tanna Kattege Tadihakisi Tanna Yuvakarali Ibbarannu Tanna Maganada Isakanannu Karedu Kondu Dahanabali Gagi Kattigegalannu Udisi Iddu Devaru Tanage Heedidas Thadakke Hodanu Mooraneya Dinadalli Abrahamanu Tanna Kannugalannetti Aas Thadavannu Dooradindan Oudidanu 
ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನು ತನ್ನ ಯುವಕರಿಗೆ ಕತ್ತೆಯ ಸಂಗಡ ಇಲ್ಲಿಯೇ ಇರಿ ನಾನು ಹುಡುಗನು ಅಲ್ಲಿಗೆ ಹೋಗಿ ಆರಾಧನೆ ಮಾಡಿ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಬಳಿಗೆ ಹಿಂತಿರುಗಿ ಬರುತ್ತೇವೆ ಅಂದನು ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನು ದಹನ ಬಲಿಯ ಕಟ್ಟಿಗೆಗಳನ್ನು ತಕ್ಕೊಂಡು ತನ್ನ ಮಗನಾದ ಇಸಾಕನ ಮೇಲೆ ಹೊರಿಸಿ ಬೆಂಕಿಯನ್ನು ಕತ್ತಿಯನ್ನು ತನ್ನ ಕೈಯಲ್ಲಿ ತೆಗೆದುಕೊಂಡು ಅವರಿಬ್ಬರೂ ಕೂಡಿಕೊಂಡು ಹೋದರು ಆಗ ಇಸಾಕನು ತನ್ನ ತಂದೆಯಾದ ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನಿಗೆ ನನ್ನ ತಂದೆಯೇ ಅಂದನು ಆಗ ಅವನು ನನ್ನ ಮಗನೇ ಇದ್ದೇನೆ ಅಂದನು ಅವನು ಈಗೋ ಬೆಂಕಿಯೂ ಕಟ್ಟಿಗೆಯೂ ಇವೆ ಆದರೆ ದಹನ ಬಲಿಗೋಸ್ಕರ ಕುರಿಮರಿಯು ಎಲ್ಲಿ ಅಂದನು ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನು ನನ್ನ ಮಗನೇ ದೇವರು ತಾನೇ ದಹನ ಬಲಿಗೋಸ್ಕರ ಕುರಿಮರಿಯನ್ನು ಒದಗಿಸುವನು ಅಂದನು ಹೀಗೆ ಅವರಿಬ್ಬರೂ ಜೊತೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ಹೋದರು ದೇವರು ಹೇಳಿದ ಸ್ಥಳಕ್ಕೆ ಅವರು ಬಂದಾಗ ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನು ಅಲ್ಲಿ ಬಲಿಪೀಠವನ್ನು ಕಟ್ಟಿ ಕಟ್ಟಿಗೆಗಳನ್ನು ಅದರ ಮೇಲೆ ಕ್ರಮವಾಗಿ ಜೋಡಿಸಿ ತನ್ನ ಮಗನಾದ ಇಸಾಕನನ್ನು ಕಟ್ಟಿ ಬಲಿಪೀಠದ ಮೇಲೆ ಇದ್ದ ಕಟ್ಟಿಗೆಗಳ ಮೇಲೆ ಇಟ್ಟನು ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನು ಕೈಚಾಚಿ ತನ್ನ ಮಗನನ್ನು ಕೊಲ್ಲುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಕತ್ತಿ ತೆಗೆದುಕೊಂಡನು ಆಗ ಕರ್ತನ ದೂತನು ಆಕಾಶದೊಳಗಿಂದ ಅವನನ್ನು ಕರೆದು ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನೇ ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನೇ ಅಂದಾಗ ಅವನು ಇಲ್ಲಿ ಇದ್ದೇನೆ ಅಂದನು ಆಗ ಅವನು ಹುಡುಗನ ಮೇಲೆ ಕೈ ಹಾಕಬೇಡ ಅವನಿಗೆ ಏನೂ ಮಾಡಬೇಡ ನೀನು ದೇವರಿಗೆ ಭಯಪಡುತ್ತಿ ಎಂದು ಈಗ ನಾನು ತಿಳಿದಿದ್ದೇನೆ ನಿನ್ನ ಒಬ್ಬನೇ ಮಗನನ್ನು ನನಗೆ ಅರ್ಪಿಸುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಹಿಂತೆಗೆಯಲಿಲ್ಲ ಅಂದನು Hallelujah. Let's also see verse 18 in Kannada and then proceed. Neenu nanna swarakke videya nadaddarinda bhoomiya janangagalella ninna santanadalli aashirvadisal paduvavu embade. Wow, hallelujah. So it's very interesting and plainly recorded there this was how he became called the friend of God. He became known as the friend of God. Amen. And then Genesis 23 continues verse 1 saying Sarah was 107 and 20 years or 27 years and then she dies and uh, verse 2 says Sarah died in Kirjath Harba the same is Hebron in the land of Canaan Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her he's a real person real emotions all of that and Abraham stood up from before his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth saying i am a stranger and a sojourner with you give me a possession of a burying place with you that i may bury my dead out of my sight and the children of heth verse 5 says answered abram saying unto him hear us my lord see how they're talking to him you you see the the language Hear us my lord thou art a mighty prince among us in the choice of our sepulchers bury thy dead none of us shall withhold from thee his sepulcher but that thou mayest bury thy dead he said you are a mighty prince you are amazing you are a, you're a big man you're a big leader amongst us just go choose any place and bury your dead verse 7 abram stood up notice he stood up he's a big man very blessed man 318 servants dwelling in his house that were born there who are trained to fight blessed with amazing prosperity he stood up and bowed himself to the people hallelujah 
You see the way he's the great man of the land, even to the children of Heth. And he communed with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat for me to Ephron, the son of Zohar. See, Ephron, the son of Zohar. These are real people. (laughs) He bows and he says, Listen to me. Talk to this man that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he has, which is in the end of his field, for as much money as it is worth. He shall give it to me for a possession of a burying place amongst you. And Ephron dwelt among the children of Heth, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, even of all that went in at the gate of his city, saying, Nay, my Lord. Verse 11 says, Hear me. Notice how he calls him. Nay, my Lord. He's a big man. He's increased in greatness, comforted on every side. Every kind of comfort is being provided. Notice, Hear me. The field give I thee. The cave that is therein, I give thee. In the presence of the sons of my people, give I it thee. Bury thy dead. He said, the cave, the land, everything. Go ahead, bury your dead. Abraham bowed himself before the people of the land. You see, this man is is great. He's a great man. He, He has no insecurities. He has no fear about all of that. He just bowed himself there. He said, I respect that. I respect that. And he spake unto Ephron in the audience of the people of the land, saying, But if thou will give it, I pray thee, hear me. I will give thee money for the field. Take it of me, and I will bury my dead there. He says, I insist. I need to pay for it. Ephron answered Abraham, saying unto him, My Lord. This man is big. He's, he's a big man. <laughs> My Lord, hearken unto me. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver. What is it? What is that betwixt me and thee? Bury therefore thy dead. He said, that money is nothing between us. So that's the respect and the honor they are giving to this man. And Abraham hearkened unto Ephron. Abraham weighed to Ephron the silver which he had named in the audience of the sons of Heth, 400 shekels of silver, current money with the merchant. In other words, there was a guy there who had checked out values, all the papers, everything. This is the accurate amount, current at that point in time. There was no cheating about it, accurately done. Hallelujah. And the field of Ephron, verse 17, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave which was there, therein, and all the trees that were in the field, that were in the borders, round about, were made sure unto Abraham for a possession in the presence of the children of Heth, before all that went in at the gate of his city. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, Before Mamre, the same is Hebron in the land of Canaan, and the field and the cave 
That is therein were made sure unto Abraham for a possession of a burying place by the sons of Heth. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting that all of this is recorded there? The way he handled it, the way they treated him, he paid for it. It was made sure, guaranteed, you know, all the necessary stamps from the village officials, from the city officials, everything done properly. And he had that place to bury Sarah in. Hallelujah. Amen. I just wanted you to notice how, uh, what quality of person this man is. But after dealings with God, he has become like that. He's a man of great quality, a man of greatness, a, a man who says things accurately, does things accurately. Wow. And people respect him and honor him and just to see the, the kind of person he is that he's called a friend of God. Hallelujah. And I'd like to go on to the next chapter also, chapter 24, and you see more of the way this man is. Just to let you know that emotions are there, flesh is there. All of us have all of these things, but we have to uh, you know, reach out into the things that are truly great. And begin to act on those things which are in obedience to God. Rather than any other emotion. He could have sat down there and said, you know who I am. Sign the papers. You should be happy to give it to me for free even. It's not like that. He stood up. He bowed. He talked. He engaged. He went through. He paid for it respectfully. Did it all excellent. There was nothing in that whole arrangement that was wrong. It was just honorable and great. Hallelujah. Now the question is, you know, we have four minutes left. What shall we read in Canada before we proceed? Let's see if we can read a verse or two. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. It's nice to read these things. This is the best book in the universe. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Phew. Thank you, Jesus. Let's read verse 11 in Canada, please. Odeyane, Hagalla, Nanna Matanu Kedu, Aholavanu Adaraliruva Gavianu Ninage Kodutene, Adanu Nanna Janara Edurinali Ninage Kodutene, Nina Hendatia Shavavanu Hunidu and the No. And then maybe verse 12. Aga Abrahamanu Adesha the Janara Munde Bagi Kondanu. Thank you, Jesus. And maybe we can just read verse 16 and that'll be that. Odeyane, Nanna Matanu Kedu, Abumiu Nanuru Belia Shekel Bele Uladu, Adu Nanagu Ninagu Enu, Nina Hendatia Shavavanu Hunidu Andanu. 
ಅಬ್ರಹಾಮನು ಎಫ್ರೋನನ ಮಾತನ್ನು ಕೇಳಿದನು ಆದದರಿಂದ ಹೇತನ ಮಕ್ಕಳಿಗೆ ಕೇಳುವಂತೆ ಎಫ್ರೋನನು ಹೇಳಿದ ಬೆಲೆ ಅಂದರೆ ವರ್ತಕರಲ್ಲಿ ನಡೆಯುವ ನಾಲ್ಕು ನೂರು ಶೆಕೆಲು ಬೆಳ್ಳಿಯನ್ನು ತೂಗಿ ಅವನಿಗೆ ಕೊಟ್ಟನು and as you begin to notice 24 chapter starts like this and abraham was old and well stricken in age and the lord had blessed abraham in all things hallelujah He's a good God, isn't he? Did he lose anything? Is there anything to complain about? God is good. Obeying God is always going to increase you in greatness and comfort on every side in spite of the truth that there is a sacrifice and the emotions are going to come in the way and we're going to have to just look beyond all of that at a faithful god a loving caring heavenly father of of promise of surety he will increase our greatness and comfort us on every side he has not changed hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus verse 2 continues and abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had put i pray thee thy hand under my thigh and i will make thee swear by the lord the god of heaven the god of earth that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the canaanites among whom i dwelt but thou shalt go unto my country to my kindred take a wife unto my son isaac and the servant said unto him peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land must i needs bring thy son again to the land from whence thou camest and abram said unto him beware thou that bring not my son thither again the lord god of heaven which took me from my father's house from the land of my kindred and which spake unto me that swore unto me saying unto thy seed will i give this land he shall send his angel before thee thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence i'll have to stop there but notice he's sure that there are angels working for him he's sure that the angel is personally going to be involved in the marriage arrangements for his son and the god of faithfulness will take care of everything hallelujah and this man who is his servant the senior most who has everything under his care is so blessed by this man's life you can see maybe we'll read that the next time but he gives a testimony and says the lord god of my master abraham has blessed him greatly and he has increased greatly also hallelujah there there is such an influence that comes out of a life of obedience that you and i just have to concentrate on god's word god's plan god's purpose in the midst of whatever is going on there it is a guarantee from god's word 
that you will not ever fall short, but rather you will only increase and abound no matter what. Hallelujah. The blessing of Abraham is your portion. It belongs to you as a child of God, as a believer in Jesus' name. You are blessed. Hallelujah. We worship you. 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 Great God, Holy One, our Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we bless you. We thank you. We worship you for your word. We worship you that you are able to speak to us. We worship you that we are yielding right now, that we have obedience as our watchword. Hallelujah. To just obey in faith, expecting God's hand and operations to undertake for us, angels to work for us, the earth to yield for us, that we shall live, be well stricken, old, however it is. We will live long, be satisfied. If you do not come soon, we will still live, hallelujah, and be blessed in all things. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you thanks for the blessing of Abraham is upon us today. That greatness, that comfort, that reality is our portion. We bless you. We thank you. We call it done. We call it so. Because we are in Christ, the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. We worship you. 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 Precious Lord Jesus, thank you for being the substitute. Thank you for taking our place. Thank you, Lord, for being Jehovah, Jehovah Ire, the God who is more than enough, our supply, hallelujah. Heaven supply, we thank you for heaven supply. Emotional, physical, material, financial, whatever that need is, we declare, we call it done. We call more than enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lamb of God that took away the sin of the world. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Thank you for being our eldest brother. Thank you for paying the price. We're forever grateful. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you'd like to give, this is a great time to do so. In Jesus' name, the faithful God, the Holy One, we love you. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. You are blessed. Thank you, team.